The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing by L. Rees and Jack Trout. One sentence summary. The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing is an absolute marketing classic, outlining 22 rules by which companies function and, depending on how much you adhere to them, will determine the success or failure of your products and ultimately your company. My favorite quote from the authors is, Marketing is a battle of perceptions, not products. L. Reese and Jack Trout. When I saw this book on Blinkist, I got super excited, because I've been meaning to pick up a copy for ages. It's one of Tim Ferriss's all-time favorite books. He always recommends the older, unrevised edition. And if a marketing genius recommends marketing books, I try to pay attention. Published by marketing legends L. Reese and Jack Trout in 1993, the book was meant as a guideline for companies to understand how they can make their products successful internationally and not just locally. Sure, you could try to go after Coca-Cola, but chances are you won't be able to accomplish much. This book will help you focus your marketing efforts and not waste precious energy, money and time on battles you can't win. Here are three lessons from the 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. 1. If you can't be first, be first in people's heads. 2. Create your own category to avoid competition. 3. Remember that each product comes with an opportunity cost. I hope you're in a marketing mood because we're about to talk about some real game changers. The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing Lesson 1. Be first on the market or first in people's heads. This answers the question, what if I have a business idea that's already out there? The book starts off with the law of leadership, which states that if your product is the first of its kind in the market, chances are high it'll become the market leader. Simply by having this so-called first mover advantage, you can use the lag time competitors have to your advantage. However, that's not the only way you can become a market leader. After all, if someone's already made their move before you, you can't be first any longer. When that's the case, focus on being first somewhere else, in the minds of your customers. You know this phenomenon. When I say ketchup, you think Heinz. When I say whiskey, you might think Jack Daniels. And when the term electric car falls in conversation, most people's thoughts wander to Tesla. Every time we think of a certain product, one particular brand will pop up in our heads before any others. And that's often the market leader. This is the law of the mind. And once these assumptions have been made and forged in our brains, they are hard to get rid of. Just think of the many products whose names have become synonymous with brand names like Kleenex, TiVo and Google. When your brand name enters the dictionary, you know you've made it. The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing Lesson 2 Avoid competition by coming up with your own product category and dominating that. This answers the question, how can I avoid competition when I come up with a business idea that's maybe not unique? So what if you can't do either of those things? Well, in that case, you can just come up with your own entirely new category and you'll automatically be first. This is the law of category in action. For example, Sam Walton didn't invent the retail store. He innovated by coming up with the discount retail store. Walmart was the first chain of retail store to offer vast discounts for all of its products. Defining his own category worked out well for him. Nutella has done something similar. Instead of trying to come up with another kind of jam to put on your bread, 
Ferrero, the company behind it, came up with something new altogether, a chocolate hazelnut spread. It's insanely popular in Germany and is usually addressed with its name rather than a descriptive term, like hand me the Nutella please, as opposed to hand me the chocolate spread. This is a short or softened version of the idea from zero to one, to go vertical in progress instead of horizontal. The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing Lesson 3 Never forget that each product comes with a big opportunity cost. Focus is important. This answers the question, how can you increase your product lineup and should you introduce new products if your old ones aren't working too well? To this day, L. Reese describes himself as a focusing consultant. Not a marketing consultant, a focusing consultant. Even one year before starting his consulting company, when the book was published, he knew that successful marketing always means giving up something else to pursue. As anywhere in life, opportunity cost is real in marketing. And so the law of sacrifice says that the more products you offer, the less time you have to try and make one product really successful. More and more the world rewards specialists, which makes most big brands known for that one thing they do. Foot Locker, sports shoes. Coca-Cola, soft drinks. Ferrari, sports cars. You can be a wandering generality or a meaningful specific, in Zig Ziglar's words. But sacrifice can't just be made on the product side, it must also be made on the customer side. Trying to appeal to anyone and everyone never works, especially if you already have a focused product. Pepsi did well marketing to young people, but older people who are already co-consumers? Mm, not so much. Oh, and if you feel like you absolutely must expand your product line, at least define new categories for each one of those, so you have a shot at being market leader again. Here's what I learned from the 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing by L. Reese and Jack Trout. This is, again, a book loved by Tim Ferriss. He talks about it in whenever an interview, <laughs> an interview he does on his podcast or he's in an interview somewhere, whenever the topic circles around to marketing, he says the 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. So... I've only flicked through the book and read the uh, Blinkist summary. I have uh, browsed through all the laws on different uh, websites and other book summaries. Uh, those I found most valuable. Uh, the one Tim Ferriss talks about most of the time is the law of category. So the whole define your own category, because that's basically what Tim did when he came up with the four hour work week. Um, so that's probably the most powerful one. I'm still meaning to get one of this older, unrevised edition copies that Tim talks about. Um, so I want to get that at one point. Now, what I would like you to do is maybe walk you through how these laws would apply to four-minute books or, or what kind of lessons we can draw from that, right? Because I think that might be interesting. So first of all, the law of leadership we talked about. Well, Four-minute books was definitely not a first mover, right? There were many, many book summary services, both paid and a couple free sites out there already. Now, if we stick to free book summaries, there were not so many competitors, actually. But I still wasn't the first. So uh, then next question, like, why is four-minute books attracting a decent number of people? Or uh, why has it become sort of successful? I think it's part because... For some people, like if you go to my site, 4-Minute Books, and you see the name, it kind of sticks. I think I, my, I lucked out with the name, right? Because if 
funny story. Initially, I wanted to name the site Blinkist Review, and I wanted to call it BlinkistReview.com. Um, I think in, in one of the review videos for Blinkist that I have on the Blinkist Review or what is Blinkist page, uh, I think I still even say Blinkist Review, I should read all those videos. Um, because I switched the name only because a friend to me point, of me pointed out that you know what, you might get copyright issues because if you have a domain that says BlinkistReview.com and Blinkist is in the name and Blinkist is a registered trademark, then that kind of sucks, right? And I was like, yeah, you're right, yeah. And I was thinking, hmm, four-minute books. And by the way, you might not think, well, did you think of Tim Ferriss and the four-hour workweek and so on? Actually, in that moment, I didn't. So later, obviously, I was like, oh, like Tim has like four-hour and I have like four-minute. And I just realized the way I did it initially was I went through the minutes literally and and said the word and figured out how it sounded so i was like one minute books i was like no two minute books no i was like three minute books no i was like four minute books yeah that had a nice ring to it right so that's literally how i came up with the name <laughs> um the law of the mind so and i think that's where that helps right because on google i can check how many searches there are and the searches for the term four minute books for the brand itself they have been increasing so slowly increasing every month it's a little bit more people remember the name and they search for it that's a good thing right when when i say book summaries and oh you see there are 210 searches each month which is actually quite a lot um considering considering that i built this site like it's two years ago um for for four minute books right 210 people each month they search the term four minute books because they heard it somewhere and it's stuck so interesting um so a good brand name obviously helps with that right um and eventually what i would like to become over time is that four minute books is the go-to default site for people that want free book summaries and again free i'll i'll get back into that the law of category now did i make up a new category with four minute books well, yes and no, right? Because there were free book summaries were there before. So there were other sites, um, Deconstructing Excellence. I think there's one called Actionable Books. It's a Canadian project. So there were sites doing book summaries. However, I created my own format. And my format is you get an intro of the book. You have three lessons from the book, just three. Then you have a short uh, review or personal notes section. And then some tips like who would I advise this to read? So that format, like it is basically a summary of a summary because it only gives you three points of the book. It doesn't give you all the contents of the book. It doesn't give you the whole arc of the book because that's just not manageable to do in four minutes, at least not well uh, in writing, that is. So it's basically a new format for an existing thing right so it's like i'm a subcategory of free book summaries i have like my own style of free book summaries and that's you can't find that style anywhere else so there is no other book summary website where you can read book summaries for free uh, where you get three lessons from a book or a book summary so i i have never seen that before so yes and no right so it's sort of half and half the whole law of category i at least sort of i tried um lastly the law of sacrifice uh, that's funny because my first product was free book summaries, right? So I wasn't making any money off that. I was making money off affiliate commissions to Blinkist if people went over and bought, um, which I still do. But 
the the first product itself was the free book summaries and i built that for a year and it was free uh, obviously that came with tremendous opportunity cost because i didn't use that time to pursue paid opportunities um did that also help grow the site to the level where it is today obviously right i couldn't have done that without all the free content um but each it comes with an opportunity cost right and at the end of the year i was i realized yeah this has been good but now let me continue at one a week because i think uh, it's really time to focus on getting paid so now what i'm doing is i'm doing paid products and one of the first or the first i did is the one you're listening to right i pre-sold the idea i said if enough people want audio i asked the people on the list what do you want you said audio uh, i started that i made the first summaries now i'm recording the last couple but that comes with an opportunity cost right because now in the meantime i can't write summaries or i can't do anything else right so now i have to work hard to make this product successful and a success and once that product is embedded well into the system and by that i mean it sells itself i know like i have previews of the audios in the summaries right and then people can go to a site and they can buy the product and i see that i set a sales goal say let's say a thousand bucks a month and once I hit that, I say, okay, now I'm going to switch switch my focus to another product and build that, like workshops, for example. So as you can see, like these laws really apply and it makes sense to apply them to a specific business case if you have one. So I, again, I would say start with the law of category. Also check out zero to one by Peter Thiel. That should be helpful. And define your own space, your own niche, your own category for yourself. Start from there. Think about what your first product is and think about how you can make that stick in people's heads. The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing, my absolute marketing classic. Hope you enjoyed and I will see you on the next summary.